0: You're listening to Rocket Night.
1: Yeah, yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> hey tonight, I'm gonna take you on a little trip. We're going down south by the of Mississippi. I'm gonna take you to a place where I never again. Bring your mother, your brother, and your best friend. I'm gonna take all about well um hi there my name's simon shoulders and i'm very lucky this evening to be um, in the company of dan butlansky um, what a pleasure
0: a pleasure to be here
1: so renowned blues guitarist storyteller and songwriter uh just really well how, how long ago did you release your latest album? The
0: latest album was, believe it or not, a year ago and <laughs> we're still, still on the road with it, yeah.
1: Um, but you've also got a single release more yes. recently, haven't you? Yes,
0: uh, which was released maybe two weeks ago, somewhere yeah, somewhere right. in that in you're that region, right.
1: yeah. Well, um, so interviewing isn't something I normally do, I'm usually a photographer, I get to hide behind sure. the camera and watch someone like you do your thing on yeah. stage but it does mean I'm fascinated with images. Right. So the first thing that struck me about your album was actually the album, the cover. So you've got this sort of image of a you know, a, a desert plain, big, like, leaden, dark clouds, and in the middle of that you've got a, a smartly-dressed gentleman on his knees, head in the sand, on fire. Yeah. <laughs> with, you know, so you can't see his face. The album cover. The album cover. The album cover. Um, it's a really strong image, a desert plain, you've got dark clouds, and in the middle of this, you know, this scene, this fairly desolate scene, you've got a smartly dressed gentleman in his suit, on his knees, hands on the floor, head buried under the
0: ground, <laughs> jerry can next to him, matches,
1: and he's on fire. Yeah, so... <laughs> what's going on there?
0: So, what's going on there is, I mean, the inspiration, just the general feel I wanted, is I'm a big Pink Floyd fan. That's my biggest, one of my favourite bands of all time, right? Eh? And the reason I got into Pink Floyd, the reason I started listening to their music, is because their album covers were so intriguing. You know, I looked at an album cover and I went, I, w- I want to hear what yeah. this music is, yeah. because, you know, the, the the album cover was so intriguing. So I wanted that. I've always been a big fan of that, that artwork. So the story behind the album cover is, the album's called Introvertigo. I'm an introvert by nature, I would say. Um, so they, the, the guy with his head in the sand is kind of like someone trying to hide away from the world and society and the fire on his back kind of symbolizes you know, my self-destructive side and I suppose we've all got a, a slight self-destructive side to us you know what I mean? Um, yes, yes, You're know, Just kind no of I mean. catching yourself on fire and you know, for, for whatever reason there might be, you know, so that was really, you know, the, the image that came to my head when the album title Introvertica came, came about, yeah.
1: So I'm really intrigued by the, the, the Pink Floyd link because as yes. I was listening to your album today, that, that was actually something that sort of popped into my head because it seems to like there's a really broad palette of influences going sure. on there. So can you take me through a little bit of that? Yeah,
0: so I mean, Pink Floyd was like kind of my first love, if you will, when it came to music, right? First real love, still are <laughs> you know fair, fair. A, 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 yes. a strong love of mine um, but obviously another huge love of mine is the blues you know mm-hmm. so Steve Ray Vaughan Hendrix and you know, all the psychedelic blues thing, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and the old blues guys like B.B. King Albert King those are massive influences on me too and for a very long time I was a classic blues player that's what I play that's all yeah. I wanted to play that's all I wanted to listen to um, you know about five years ago I kind of said hold on there's, I've, I've listened to This whole host of music, and I've got, you know, through my whole life, Mm -hmm. let me kind of start bringing some of those influences into the blues. So I think what I do now, it's blues-based, always will be blues-based. It's my first love. But, you know, guys like Pink Floyd are a massive influence on me. So I thought, why not bring some of that essence more into the music? And if it's a classic rock thing, like a Zeppelin thing, bring the essence of it more than, you know what I mean? just into the blues and try and mix it up in a big pot of gumbo and see what see what comes out on the other side, yeah.
1: Because you sort of feel in the album that, that like the first and last track really sort of anchor it as like really nice big solid mm-hmm. you know, rock kind of kind of songs and in between you get to sort of take a bit of a journey and try out different things.
0: Yeah, so I mean I've always kind of try to forget about the genre, you know and I think when you I think when you're recording or writing for an album and and you've got the genre of the music in, in your mind, I think that's fairly limiting. You know, because then you start writing songs in that box. Yeah. yeah and, and, and for me, it's, you know, as I say, everything is based in the blues, but I definitely wouldn't say the album's a traditional blues album, and there's a lot of Blues police, I say in inverted in commas, out there that come to shows and say this is not blues, and I'll say well, it's it's definitely my version of the blues. It's definitely not classic blues. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think you use those very words in Bet on Me, don't you? The blues police are. That's out exactly. There. Yeah. That's exactly
0: what that song's about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so one for the critics there. Potentially. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for the most part, I mean, you know, the albums been re- all, all albums have been received well, and you know, my kind of brand or, or style of blues has been received pretty well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's. It's not really the critics, are like uh, when I say critics, like journalists that, that have I've had troubles mm-hmm. with. It's it's really the blues police are. those people that have blues ended for them in 1959. That's that's as far as blues evolve for, for people like yeah, that, right? Okay. And for me, any every genre of music needs to evolve to stay alive. It really is. It's you know what I mean. I'm a, still a classic blues fan. I still listen to classic blues all the time, and mm-hmm. they still. Mm-hmm current artists doing the classic blues stuff yeah. and they do it brilliantly I'm just not one of those people who can do an hour and a half show of classic straight up blues for an hour and a half and keep people's attention that's not so you want to mix it up a little yeah bit. And, and you know bring other elements in and that's, that's the exciting part for me about it yeah
1: because the, the, the track for me uh, the second track was Poor Old John sort of struck me as one of the most bluesy yes, yes. And, and, and it's a really interesting story there because <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, whoever's singing that clearly isn't happy yeah, yeah. With, with someone well, so, what's the story there?
0: So well the, the story on, on Poor Old John is it's kind of like a fictional story that I kind of you know a little story that played out in my own head um, about you know a guy that suspects his wife is having it all for someone else and smelling the other guy on on the sheets of the bed and and, and they'll be hell to pay, pretty much. It's got a long story short at the end of the day. And for me, it's a tongue-in-cheek song, right? Yes, so very much. It's about... It's as close to the classic blues thing. All, the old classic blues guys used to write about whiskey and women. And I thought, let me bring the album back to the blues by doing a song like that.
1: Yeah, i yeah, yeah, No, I to that a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Song. Uh, Are you talking about uh, the the Pink Floyd influence? Well, it it was still "Want to Be Your Man." That was the track that really, uh, sort of the sort of long arcing chord progression. Yes, yes. Felt very Floyd.
0: Yes. Is that something you really tried to get into that? Not no. I think it was. I think it was a subconscious thing. I think because I've grown up and I've listened to so much Pink Floyd in my life that you know when you write subconsciously. Certain feels come across. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which I, I mean, I'm I'm definitely not opposed to. You know, um, as I say, a big uh, Floyd fan. So um, that that I consider to be almost the slow blues on the album. Yeah. But it's not a traditional slow blues when it's a 12 by slow blues or yeah. in music the theory, it's different. yeah, it's a very very different chord structure and to a normal slow blues but I consider that the slow blues for the record and to me it's my favourite song on the album and the favourite song for me to play live it's, it really okay. translates the best life me. Yes.
1: OK, that's really interesting um, So you talk about growing up listening to, to things like Pink Floyd the Zeppelin pop yeah
0: so, so what were your first musical memories then? My first musical memories... I mean, I think Pink Floyd was one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, That was before I saw the album cover, and before I knew that, I was hearing Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. But my parents had an extensive music collection. Okay. And that's where, you know, I heard all the stuff, and Mm -hmm. Hendrix was a very early, you know, when I think about it, was a very early sound, Hendrix. Something
1: um, that drove you to pick up the guitar. Yeah,
0: and Hick Clapton was an early sound, Gary Moore was an early sound. Okay. And, um, you know, my folks, I listen to that constantly, and I mean, even to points of, like, Oscar Peterson, the jazz pianist, Mm -hmm. who's definitely one of my favorite musicians, that was definitely a a song, I mean, a sound of my youth, because my parents listened to a lot of, you know, classic jazz, and even fusion, like Weather Report, and, and stuff like that, so, I mean, it was quite a... A vast variety of, of music, you know. So there's always yeah.
1: been a great deal of breadth there, even though your first love might be the, the blues, blues, yeah, and, and, the, and the guitar. Sure, but there's a there's a lot, a With, lot there. Without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt, yeah. So, recently released "Son of a Faith" mm. as, um,
0: as a single. So, so, why did you pick that particular track from this album? Well, that particular track might sound very unartistic, but that one. Is the most requested song we get. Okay. Yeah, um, the song that does the best on Spotify and and, and places like that. So we kind of thought, mm, that's that seems to be. That's uh, a good reason. That, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, if that's that's the if one that's we what should people do. Want yeah, to that's listen to the one we that. should do. Yeah. And
1: um, but you've also already said that uh,
0: you still want to be your man is your favourite to play. That's <clears throat> my favourite. What it is is because of the nature of the song. I find as an improvising musician, it's the easiest platform for me to express through. Okay. Is the slow blues. There's a slow blues platform. It's always. Since I was a kid, the, the slow blues in the live set is always the mm-hmm. the one that I enjoy playing the most. Okay. Yeah.
1: See, so your earlier and I forgive me if I'm wrong with this, but yes. your earlier albums are very much uh, based on sort of
0: acoustic guitar work. Uh, it was the one. It was the, the, the it was the, the album called Wooden Thoughts, which we released in 2013. Okay. Um, which was the first acoustic album I've done, and and yeah, I mean that's just obviously a different side, you know, of what I do. I mean, back home. We, we once or twice a year do a month long solo acoustic tour where I'm just on an acoustic. Oh, wow. Okay. And this, we've, we actually, to this point, that's all I've done this year in South Africa, was the acoustic. acoustic tour and we're starting the electric stuff. Yeah, we're starting a couple. Yeah, yeah, there we go, yeah. Yeah. Because
1: uh, I was sort of reading a bit about um, from your blog of your tour with Everlast.
0: Yes, that was very interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. It sounded like an incredible character
0: to, mm-hmm. to, to play
1: with and go on tour with. But, but also something that led to your album title, didn't it?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it was the very, very first show I did with him. It was, a, I think, a six-show tour in Germany. And the first show was in Münster, Germany, so it's a called Student Town. We're playing for about a 1,000 people. he's, he's also doing He was also doing an acoustic tour. Yeah, yeah. And I did my, my set. It was the first one. Relieved to kind of get it over and done with and get that first one under the yeah, belt. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He got up there in front of a 1,000 people, started playing, and I think it was song three or four. He played like a quiet ballad, and everyone was dead silent except for two guys in the back of the room who were having a fat conversation. And he stopped the song mid- midway, in words that I'll leave to the imagination, pretty much said, "Shut up or get out." Mm-hmm. The guys in the audience proceeded to argue with him about this, and Everlast is quite an intimidating-looking guy. Yes, yeah, he's kind of the real deal. Yep. gangster. Uh huh, a real deal. A real deal. And they had a 20-minute argument in front of 998 other people, very awkwardly standing around. Over the mic, and it got quite offensive, and um, people's mothers started getting involved, you know, <laughs> insulted, wow. okay. and eventually jumped off the stage and tried to kind of lynch these guys. Um, he didn't get there, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously that's pushing it a bit too far, for, in in my opinion. But I, I took a lot of inspiration that he stood up and said, you know what, you you paid all this money to see to see to come mm-hmm. watch me play. There's 998 other people in the audience also come here. Also paid yeah. good money and want to hear the show. And there's time to be a, to be loud, and there's, there's time not to be loud. You know, there's yeah, yeah. And you know, he stood up for that. And obviously, I yeah, I think any musician in the world has experienced that a million times. So I thought I took a lot of inspiration that he, he just stood up and said, "I'm not continuing until you you get out," type of thing. And um, so we called the album Dear Silence Thieves, you know, which is a, <laughs> a letter to <laughs> Silence Thieves, you know what I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: So, so how did you feel at the end of that? So this is your, your first sort of, uh, your first time on stage, you know, um, on this tour, and this, well, quite an event's
0: happened. How did you feel at the end of that? Well, it was scary, I mean, I hadn't <laughs> met him yet. Didn't know if I wanted to <laughs> after that. Um, you know, he's a very private guy Everlast. Yeah. Um, his, his daughter has an immune uh, immune system deficiency disorder or something like that. Okay. So he doesn't like to <clears throat> touch people or shake hands with, with strangers because if he gets a cold or something, he can't yeah. see his daughter when he gets home. Okay. Yeah. Which is a fair enough thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's there's a lot of you know tiptoeing around him a bit. You know, mm-hmm. like don't get too close and, and mm-hmm. all that. So I, I met him for the first time on the very last show um, in, in Munich. And it was his the, the last show, the tour. He was flying back to the States. I was continuing on with the band in Germany. And I had a completely wrong impression of him because I didn't get to meet him, and obviously that first experience wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. And he turned out to be a really cool guy. You know, He came, oh,
1: brilliant.
0: came to meet me after my sound check just before the show. Said it was a pleasure having me on the road and asked me if I'd like to join him for a few songs. And he said that night, which I did. And after the show, got got to hang out and drink a whiskey with him backstage, which was, which was great. Great. Doesn't get much cooler yeah, than that, does, does it? it was good. Yeah. So he turned out to be a really cool guy, yeah. Excellent. So is there anyone you would really love to go on tour with? David Gilmore would be fantastic from Pink Floyd. <laughs> I mean, that would be a... I mean... It's definitely wow. a theme here, isn't it? Definitely. I mean he's just because just because he was the guy that got me involved you know, the love for guitar was well, was his fault, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And listening to him and I'm still a fan. So I mean there's a million and one other guys a also wouldn't mind going on to it, but I think the dream scenario would be playing so with David Gilmore. Club. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to meet him, yeah. Sure.
1: So you've just played a couple of dates here in the UK. It and mm. pool, pool and Sheffield.
0: It? That's it, yeah. How, how did that go? Fantastic. Um, the pool one was the first one at Mr. Kipps. I've done that venue a couple of times, and it's a great place to start a tour.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's comfortable. I've played it before, which is great. Um, and then the second show was, was great, probably the best show we've had the year, this whole year um, at the, the HRH Blues Festival in Sheffield. And okay, yeah. It was great. The audience response was fantastic great response after the show um, yeah couldn't stop the tour of better man yeah. really chuffed yeah
1: excellent so, so where do you go from here then?
0: we fly to Germany tomorrow not back to Munster no not that not, not this time Yeah. <laughs> so we've got it's, it's quite a long haul from tomorrow it's uh, 10 shows in a row which the voice is going to wow. take a, a hammering you know yeah. um, so that's 8 in Germany and 2 in Holland and then 2 days off and then and you're back. if we finish off the tour for five shows here in the UK yeah
1: excellent so is there anywhere in particular in the UK
0: you're looking forward to playing always look forward to playing London it was the very first yeah. UK show I ever the UK city I ever played was was London it was the Half Moon in Patney a, okay. a couple of years yeah. ago yeah. Um, and I've never played at Lincoln Academy before and mm-hmm. looking looking forward to being there so yeah really looking forward to that one excellent
1: so, big tour going on. We've got the single release. The album's been out for a while. Stunning art cover. Stunning stunning, stunning album cover.
0: What next for you? Next is back in the studio when we get back back from tour. We tour a little bit in South Africa, a couple okay. of shows. Yeah. And then we in June, we head back into the studio. We record the new album. Mm-hmm. All the songs are written and ready to go. Oh, ready to go, excellent. Yeah, we spent December and January in off time kind of writing crazy and yeah we record the album and then we're back in the uk hopefully in in uh, november doing some sh- some dates not with the new album mm-hmm. maybe a bit of a pre-campaign for it odd kind of song so live a cu- yeah. Cu-
1: yeah, just a couple of tracks yeah yeah, yeah, to get yeah, yeah, yeah. taste
0: yeah. and we'll release the album um probably this time next year in the uk and europe yeah
1: excellent so plenty to
0: look forward yeah, to. Yeah, certainly, yeah. yeah.
1: And, uh, well, I guess I guess you can't tell us the name
0: of the album yet, but have you had the... I don't have even you, have the name of the album yet. I was going to say, yeah.
1: have you had the event which gives you the name of the album yet?
0: Not, not yet, you know and what I mean? Fingers crossed not
1: to, is that as well? No, I, say,
0: I mean, the, the sooner we can come up with an album title or, or, or a concept for the album, the better, you know what I mean? And it's, a, I think the easier everything will flow, you know, and then we can actually say, the new album is called and away Such you go touch. From there. exactly yeah, yeah. so well, yeah so looking forward to having new songs to play obviously we've been playing the Introvertigo songs for almost going on two years now and so it'll be great to have some fresh stuff to play excellent well I'm sure we're looking forward to it, looking
1: forward to it too and um, well looking forward to you being back in London soon
0: certainly yeah
1: well thank you very much
0: I appreciate that man and thank you great first interview yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: <appreciate it>. thanks <laughs> a lot